The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hello and welcome to another video games to the max. It's uh, good to be back doing this after having to go to Texas for that funeral and then coming back and all of a sudden work wanted to kick back in with giving us hours, which I really can't complain about since I went through a period of not working a whole lot. <laughs> so, uh, yes, uh, this is uh, video games to the max. As I said, it's the official. Full on Game Zone podcast and the official video games podcast of W2Net.com. And joining me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Mark, it's been a while. How have things been for you? Pretty good. Yeah. Bought some stuff, played some games, watched some DVDs, all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah, sounds like uh, not too bad then. Uh, I hear that you have been, you got the Rise of the Tomb Raider for review on PS4. Yep, it's up at, uh, for, the review's up at 401 Mania. Uh, I gave it a 10 out of 10, like it's a really good game. It's better on con- on my console than on my PC, which it didn't run great. Um, yeah, just a fantastic game. I think it's better than Uncharted 4, honestly, like, I like the openness of that game a lot more than Uncharted 4. Or like the Uncharted series, I was just pretty scripted all around. Man, ten out of ten—that's that's a big, uh, you know, the uh, perfect score to give a game. That's uh, you don't see that too often. Just yeah, I mean, it had a few little small problems. Like uh, there's some like weird graphical issue. Like when I put the game in rest mode and I, I came back to it and like. Laura's axe was glitching through, like, her body. <laughs> but, like, that's just from rest mode, so I don't hold it too much against it. Right, uh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's just fantastic. Like, it's just a very good game to, like, run around and explore in and try to hunt down all the collectibles. So if you're a guy like Mark, that you don't have an Xbox One, and say, and obviously it looks like you May not be the greatest PC port. No, it ran. I mean, it ran okay, but it ran slower than it should have. So certain sequences in that game were a little harder to pull off than they should have been. <laughs> like that required specific timing. I'm like, yep, died again because well, I, I couldn't latch onto this ice block correctly. <laughs> well, I mean, that makes it hard for, like you said, to do certain sequences, and you kind of need that timing. So. Yeah, if you if you're looking for it on console and you don't have an Xbox One, obviously PS4. Uh, not that it was a it was obviously just as great a game on Xbox One as well. That's not what we're trying to say here. But if you're looking for a PS4 game right now, Rise of the Tomb Raider, obviously one you should pick up because it's uh, pretty great. Um, well, the one the good thing is it has all the DLC from the Xbox One version, 
Uh, and it has like this new like Croft Manor DLC, which is okay. But the best part is it has like old Laura Croft skins in the game you can collect and unlo- and play with. How's that going back to the old Laura Croft? It looks hilarious. <laughs> you, un- unfortunately, you can't just play the game like straight through with those skins. Like they're relegated to like their stupid like score attack mode. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a bummer, but it's still fun to look at. <laughs> well, that's uh, I guess that's cool that you can play it in the mode. But yeah, you like, think at, at least they could do something where if you beat the game once as the record lore, they could let you go back and play as you well, want. Well, I I think there are like a few FMV FMV sequences in that game that might prohibit that, or like right. you know. But it's like, who cares? Like, they, they obviously modeled the skins to work in almost in like every level there is. Because, like, the score attack literally is almost every level in the game. So it's like, why not just, yeah, just have, like, a, okay, you beat it. Now do you want to replay with, like, Tomb Raider 2 Laura or, like, Tomb Raider 3 Wetsuit Laura? It's like, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure uh, Wetsuit Laura probably... Gets lots of play from people here and there. Uh, so, I mean, uh, yeah, Transformers Devastation was a PS Plus game. Did you, uh, I mean, it's, I haven't gotten to play it yet, but I've heard good things about it from oh, when it I first came pl- out. I actually played it, I have it on disc, so I just popped it in, I was bored. <laughs> this was before I got Tomb Raider, so I was like, well, what haven't I played yet? But Not bad. It's fine, it's fun. I think the levels go on for, like, way too long. <laughs> like, I played it for, like, two hours, and I still didn't beat the first level. No, it's like, yeah, I'm getting kind of bored now. <laughs> um, but melee combat's good. The shooting is fine. Yeah, a good Transformers game. There haven't been too many of those. <laughs> there, yeah, there's, gotta... there's been one other one, let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> gotta take those as they come. The only one I can think of is the good one is Transformers on the PS2. I think Atari made it. Like that was much more of like a straight shooter than this one is, but it, like it's that was okay and this is better. But it it does feel like a uh, platinum game though, like the way that you can like dodge and then like time slows down for like a few seconds. I'm like, yep, these are the guys who made Bayonetta. <laughs> <laughs> Does that feel weird doing that with a Transformer? I guess not. They do that. You see it in the movies. and Well, like, the one weird thing is a bunch of, like, red shirt Transformers running around, like, just, like, you know, just fodder enemies. And then just, like, there were no fodder guys in Transformers. <laughs> well, but you, I mean, you need that in a game because you just can't have, like, one big boss fight at the end and have, like, uh, like Star Starscream run away like every every level like that would get tiring. <laughs> right, yeah, that's true. Uh, for me, just playing more Dragon Quest Seven, trying to get through that. It's such a long game. Uh, it's finally got to the part where you actually get out of the like opening parts of the the game, and you're now into this, the the actual Dragon Quest Seven where you're fighting monsters and doing all the things that you normally do in an RPG. Uh, 
it's still funny going back to like where you have to go into church and save. That's like I never thought I'd have to do that again, but here you are doing it because it's you know it's this old game. Uh, they it's surprising like how much of the game is still there from like the PS One that like you can actually use R and L to move the camera around. And you could actually do that in the PS1 version. Obviously, it's not the 3D way that it is in this game, but it's still cool that that's there. The, like, chatting with the characters randomly, uh, that's something that, you you know, you didn't see a whole lot of back then. So that's something you see kind of more of now. And obviously, in certain games, you see it more. So that's that's kind of cool. It's just... It's a, it's an effect that's there. Uh, Xenoblade also does that, uh, where you can just talk with the the random characters sometimes, and just, I mean, the battle system is just turn-based RPG. So, if you want that, or you can wait till I guess that World of Fan, uh, World of Final Fantasy game comes out, and then that'll have that as well. So, get your turn-based fixed, or turn-based fix, uh, while you can with those games, I guess. It's good because no one is making them. <laughs> yeah. You know, because uh, cause Square is, is doing the, taking that out with their, their big games. So, we are, I mean, they, there is, uh, I know GameStop is doing it. I don't know if there's any other stores that are doing it. Midnight releases right now as we're doing this podcast for PSVR. So, I'm sure that within minutes, if not hours, there will be plenty of fans getting to talk about uh Talk, you know, gamers, fans, all that, getting to talk about their experiences with PSVR. There's reviews out there. They seem to be a bit mixed. Uh, doesn't seem to be the overwhelming thing, uh, overwhelmingly positive thing that a lot of people were trying to make it out to be before they got hands on the final versions. There's a, I think it's Super Data Research is saying 2 million sold by the end of the year, which doesn't seem like too big of a stretch. What do you think about all this stuff with, obviously, all the PSVR games coming out? I would actually say that's pretty optimistic because, like, the killer app right now for that thing is Res VR, And nothing against Res, I like that game. But you put that in the hands of most people, and they're going to go, what the fuck is this? Like, they are not going to have a clue. Um... (laughs) And, like, there's a few other games that are good. Like, I guess that, like, Cage thing, or, uh, what was it? It's, like, uh, Rigs, that's okay. But the games aren't quite there yet, but they're at least games, like, compared to the Vive or the Rift, which doesn't really have any still. (laughs) Yeah, that's... Yeah, it's not all tech demos. There are games here. Uh, But the thing is with Res is you can also get it as Res Infinite without the VR. So there is, if if that's your one killer app, you don't necessarily have a reason to buy PSVR right now. Infinite, it just has the VR mode in it. Like, I think it's just like, if you, it'll tell you, it'll, you know know if you have a VR headset on, I'll go, okay, you can play it this way now, but yeah, who can, like, Res is still cool, but right. I don't need to buy a $400 headset to play Res. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Uh, I, I just need to buy the $40 trans vibrator and hope that still works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But, uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's a thing. I hope at some point I'll get to try out and get to say, yeah, I played VSVR and got to use it and everything else. But I got right it. now it's a wait-and-see thing. Yeah, some of those reviews are pretty sketchy on, uh, like, I saw, like, some of the launch videos, and, like, it couldn't, the guy who was playing it was standing still, or as still as someone could, like, at least on camera it looked like, but the controller was, like, jittering all over the place, and so was the headset to an extent, like, it was kind of zooming in and out, and it's like, he he's not moving his head, so why is this doing this? <laughs> eh, you know, there's always... I didn't. I, there's always going to be those. It's the launch editions. They're not going to be as good as the ones they're going to release later. Uh, you hope it's that, obviously, and not just that. That's just an issue it's always going to have because that does kind of dis- not only is it a bit disorienting, it also kind of takes you out of it too. If it's moving for you, and you're not the one doing it, that's kind of the point of the VR is that you're the one moving. Yeah. Uh, I think he even put, he even just set it down like on a table and it was still doing that, <laughs> and it's like that's not a good sign. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Should not be doing that if you're sitting it down on the table. <laughs> uh, th- that being said, that might be why Sean Layton has already talked about that there will be updated PSVR units. That uh, we should not expect that the PSVR unit that you have is going to be the only one that comes out. Now, he doesn't say if... I would assume that they're going to be able to patch the ones that are already out there. This would be really stupid if you're having people buy these and then say in six months you're releasing PSVR 1.5 and you're telling everybody, oh, hey, if you want this one that works a bit better, you'll have to plop down the $500 again. I mean, this is exactly what they're, what they're doing. They're doing it with the consoles right now, so I fully expect they'll do that in, like, three years. I don't know. He says they're working on them now. I wouldn't be surprised if they come out earlier than that. Just, that, this is a scary time we're getting into with this. I would say we, minimum, I would say minimum two years. I mean, sure might be pushing that, but two years for sure. Yeah, two years I think is okay. I think any earlier than that, you're really pushing it with... You might get some people that are going to get really upset about the fact that, hey, I just got this thing, and in a year it doesn't really... It's already obsolete. I mean, that kind of, I mean, it's not obsolete, obviously. You can still use it, but it doesn't work as well as the other one that... Especially with a, VS, with a VR thing where you're having these kind of problems right now, that maybe take people out of certain games and the other one fixes it, like that will make people feel like, oh man, I just wasted my time buying the launch version. Oh, look at Xbox One users. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, my Xbox One works just fine. Uh, I don't, I don't, I mean, the S is cool and all, but I'm not dying over here because I don't have the S. They uh, did announce that, or well, at least the people that are making uh, the PSVR, obviously, it makes no, it makes a total sense for there to be non-gaming applications for this thing. Uh, I remember very early on they said that 
you could technically watch Netflix on the VR and not have to have it on the PS4 at all. Where basically the VR could be your another system for you if you wanted it to be. See, I actually think there's some... That's good and bad. Like, it's good that there are... Like, let's say you're in bed with the wife and she's already asleep. You don't want to turn your TV on to watch Netflix. And assuming you can actually turn those stupid lights off on the thing, it'd be useful. But you still have to hook this up to a PS4. And Sony's not going to allow, like, you know, whatever application they like people make for it to be on this thing. They're going to vet it pretty hard. Well, probably, but I mean, I imagine that it's it's not whatever, but there's going to be certain ones that they're going to want people to be able to do. It's just, yeah, I can't imagine that. Like, if you want to sit in the bed, you better hope that your your wife or whoever, you know, husband is one of those that, like, turns over and is a hard sleeper because I don't think I could sleep with those bright lights that come out of the PSVR. There, there was a thing on the Rift a while ago called New Retro Arcade, and it was like a virtual arcade. Like, it had, like, bowling in it and, like, the uh, basketball jump shot game and, like, skee-ball. But it also had custom arcade cabinets in it, and even, like, a Game Boy emulator and, like, all these old emulators. Wow. That would, that would never happen on the, on the P- Sony PS VR. <laughs> Oh, well, no, definitely not. I think Nintendo would have a problem with that. But, uh, I mean, that's the, the the beauty of having things on PC and then having it on a console is obviously restricted to what they want you to do. But, hey, it's why the PSVR is cheaper also. You don't have as... You take away some of that freedom to have something that does VR for a reasonable price. So, yeah, kind of happens. Uh, they, they're the people that are making Dishonored, uh, say that they might make a Dishonored VR game. Now, this wouldn't be Dishonored 1 or 2 in VR. It would just be a Dishonored VR game. And this, uh, when, you, and this when you play as one of the rats. <laughs> the, whole, the whole experience is like Sewer Shark. You're just diving through the sewers for four hours. <laughs> yeah, you're just clawing at the screen. Yeah. The whole time. Try to try to get the uh, the cheese, or to try to get people away from you. Or... That's uh... so. Would you have to be running in the game to to move? I guess you would just move with the controller, but it would uh, be a way to get people exercise. You just run around like the the rat. Uh, you know, they are saying that it's going to be more like they they want you to have visions of the city, the way it looks in the regular games so that you have those kind of scenic views and everything. Uh, but it would probably be more like Batman, Arkham VR, the Rise of the Tomb Raider VR thing. It's not going to be like a whole game. I know you're yeah. not a big Dishonored fan, so... No, I mean, I like the city. I, I like the character. I just like the gameplay, so... Maybe this will well, work. <laughs> maybe this will be the, the thing that... Uh, as long as I don't have to do a lot of the gameplay, just this. Well, as long as as long as Sony sends me a VR, I can try it out and <laughs> give him, give him a thought. Yeah, I wonder if they're even gonna like. I wonder if they're even doing that, other than you know the big companies like. I doubt it. Yeah, we'll just give you four hundred, five hundred dollars worth of console here for you to to try things out. 
like you said, totally uh, doubt that is happening. But uh, aside from VR stuff, once again, we got to talk about game delays because this always seems to be a thing. Uh, Gravity Rush 2 is delayed. I don't know how many people were just really anticipating this game, but uh, there is an anime tie-in that was supposed to go with this game. Don't know if that's getting delayed too, but as a bonus, you are getting a DLC pack for free that had additional story in it uh, for having to wait, so that's nice. I'm kind of bummed because that was only like PS4 exclusive that's coming out this year or for the rest of the year. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that does suck. I mean, you know, it's the the PS. If you only got a PS4, and that's one of those games you're waiting on, sure. And but I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think that it lays too long either, right? It's no, it's like three months, or like I think it's like February. Anyone who says the Last Guardian is coming out this year, no. Didn't they already delay it again? Yeah, they delayed to like December, right? Yeah. yeah, it's delayed to like December seventh now. I fully expect that game to be next year. And, I mean, it'll be early, like February, March, maybe, but... And if it comes out this... I would expect them just to, like, push it into January just to say it came out in 2016. Or, I I wouldn't... It's not a bad thing, because, you know, like, we, um... God, what's the name of that damn game? Uh, Is it Daylight, or the survival game? You played it. The one that came out last year in January and it did it pretty well. Uh maybe daylight, I'm not sure. The uh you know what while. I'm talking about, but I'll say sure. Go ahead. Yeah. It's just the I'm, the having a game come out like that you mean early dying, is not you mean dying yeah, light? Dying light probably is what it is or damn it. I couldn't remember the name of the game <laughs> but Probably what it is, Dying Light. Uh, yeah, I mean, having pushing it to like the end of January wouldn't be bad because it's not a lot of games come out then. Uh, people are waiting to want to play games. They just got some Christmas money or or kind of recuperating from what they spent on Christmas and ready to buy again. Uh, not a bad idea if you're Sony or the people in charge over there trying to make sure people play your game. I don't know that coming out at the beginning of December when people have probably already made their their purchase choices, that's usually not a good thing. Unless you're a big game like Far Cry or something like that. Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's the problem, is if it's a small game, there's a danger of people just not noticing it or going, like bothering with it. And if it's a big game... What happened, <laughs> or why it was delayed? Yeah, and it's Last Guardian is very Japanese, so it's not like it just has this mass appeal either. You, no. you got to be careful with that game of thinking that just because it's been delayed forever that people are just going out there wanting to buy because I don't think that's the truth. Oh. After you have a, after you have a uh, pre-order for like eight years, you kind of lose interest. <laughs> Except for your one friend, you know, that was still ready yeah, to buy I, that Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, he's still clinging <laughs> to it. Hey, I mean, why not? You've been waiting this long. At least see if you can play it, right? 
but uh, the other game that's actually a pretty big deal because it's been delayed several times now. This is not the first time this happened. Cuphead delayed again until 2017. It feels like we've been waiting forever for this game to come out. And they're saying that they would have made some concessions to get it to release this year, but they want to have their vision intact, so they're pushing it to 2017. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I question how much of that game is really done right now. Like, didn't they announce it 2014? Like, wasn't that the video? Yeah. At least 2015, if anything. I mean, it's, it's a... It's a very stylistic-looking Mega Man game. Like, I mean, I guess Mighty Number no. 9 showed them that, like, time and money, if you just throw money at the problem, it doesn't create, like, enough time. But still, like, how long have they been working on that thing? and Or how big is it really going to be? That's the, that's the thing. Like, you know, we do understand it's an indie game, so there's no promise that it has to be long or whatever. But it's just... It is kind of worrisome. Like, is this a, you know, 10-level thing that they're really just trying to soup up and make sure it looks good? Or is this a thing that goes on for quite a few hours? I mean, I can't imagine it's going to be very long, though. I mean, that's that would take even, even longer for them to do that with the... Uh, with all the, the animation and everything. I mean, it's probably hard enough just to do whatever they've done already with that animation. Yeah. I mean, I know you're... Are you interested in the game at all, or...? Well, I think it's I coming to have... PC, so I'll try it there. Um, yeah, but like I said, it, it, looked, it just looks like Mega Man to me. Even to the point, like I saw... I think I saw one of the bosses doing that, like, first Mega Man boss thing of, like disassembling itself and, like, shooting cubes out to the other side of the screen. I'm just like, yeah, that's Mega Man, all right. <laughs> I guess why not take from a great game like that? If, if you're going to use inspiration, make sure that it's something that people are going to like and then have the style on there to get people to buy it that maybe you wouldn't. Uh, that doesn't work for Capcom, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Capcom... Can't get it out of their own way half the time. So, I think the last good Mega Man game was X Eight for like that was like two thousand nine, maybe two thousand eight. No, it had to be earlier than that. Let's see. Oh, like ten years ago. Two thousand four. <laughs> wow, twelve years ago. Yeah, because two thousand eight was like PS three and stuff. X Eight was like a PS two game. So, and I know they made like Mega Man nine and ten for like, Xbox Live, but. Those weren't good. <laughs> nah, they weren't. They are. Right. But they, they had a good nostalgia itch to them, but like, after 10 minutes of playing, you're just like, yeah, I'd rather just go back to the ones I know and like. <laughs> right. Uh, well, something that both of us have enjoyed uh, quite a bit at times, I eventually got an Xbox 360 controller to solve the problem because I got tired of having to switch between the PS4 and the PC constantly. They are now going to have native PS4 DualShock support uh, on Steam games. And it's sort of... I mean, we kind of know this from how it maps to the controller or whatever, but it is still kind of surprising how much it mimics the Steam controller that they have out. 
Yeah. I mean, I think most games will still default to, like, the Xbox 360 button configuration because I think they're programmed that way. Like, Fallout, for example. Like, Fallout 3, for sure. Um, But, yeah, it's good. Because you don't have to, like, screw on to the janky program like DS4. (laughs) I like using the PS4 controller a little bit more than the 360 one. So, I'm all for uh, them doing this. Uh, See, I would be, but I kept, I kept, ha- I didn't like having to keep re uh, pairing like my controller to the PS4 and then to my PC and then back again. And then I did that once and it never quite worked again. <laughs> so I had to keep this plugging it indirectly and was like, well, if I'm just going to use a wired controller, I have a 360 gamepad specifically for this. So why not just use that? Yeah, it's. It was really annoying just doing that, and then sometimes it would have to make it where I'd have to restart the whole PC in order for it to recognize the controller, and it's such a hassle. And it was like, uh, I'll just—it's—it's it's not worth this hassle constantly. So good that they are finally making it native, so you don't have to worry about it so much. Yeah. And now we finally have. Confirmation from Michelle Ansel that Beyond Good and Evil 2 is officially in pre-production. I'm uh, stoked. Uh, I'm waiting for this game forever. <laughs> only uh, four years after he announced it the first time, or it's been uh, hasn't it been out there for, since like 2008? Yeah, since 2008, there's been stuff about this game, and it's like. We're almost we're it's gonna be ten years before we probably see it, uh, if that. So t- t- here's here's a good thing. On July thirty first, two thousand fourteen, Ubisoft officially confirmed that Beyond Good and Evil is in active development at the moment. So it's like, how many times has this game been stopped and started, or what is going on? Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, he's they've been talking about, oh, he was doing The Wild, which he still is. He's doing this, he's doing that, and everybody keeps saying, oh, this is to be on Good and Evil, and no, it'd be some other game. And then it'd be this, and oh, no, it's another game. It's like, okay, well, you obviously have an audience there. You keep hinting that it's still around, but why never have it already in production? And... I guess they wanted to make sure there were people still fans of it. I, I don't know. This is weird. They had For Honor to make first, and that was more important to them. <laughs> well, For Honor might wind up being a, a good game for them, so who knows. But I'm glad that this is now in pre-production. Hopefully we get a release date at some point, because I really love the first game. I know it's not always everybody's cup of tea, but... It's you want to take really good game. You want to take odds on if it'll be 2020 or later? God, if it takes that long, seriously. <laughs> uh, I feel like their pre-production doesn't necessarily mean they just started making it. I mean, I think like 2018 or something. You really think it's going to be longer than that? Yeah, I honestly do. <laughs> 
Well, just don't announce a release date. Then don't tell me it's coming out in like 2019 or 20. It's like, geez. No, I mean, they'll say 2017 or 2018, but then they'll keep delaying it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's very true. Uh, let me see. So we do have a, a, speaking of older games, Voodoo Vince of all games, seriously, is getting remastered. It is, it may also get a Steam version because it's on Steam line, Steam's Greenlight page, but it's supposed to be uh, widescreen and 60 FPS. This is an old original Xbox game. That sucked. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Why? I mean, it was this it was okay. okay. Let's say that, but it's not like there's not a huge contingent of people going like, well, you know, I like these new games now, but I need to bring back Voodoo Vince. <laughs> yeah, really, like, why, right? Why not fucking bring back Blinks the Time Sweeper while you're at it? Yeah, please do. I'd love to play that again. <laughs> I'm maybe the only person I want to play that again. Like. There were so many really bad mascot 3D platformers for the original Xbox. Like Voodoo Vince, Blinks the Time Sweeper. Uh, they canned it, or like they stopped, for, like they didn't publish it, which, you know, good job on that one. But uh, Psychonauts, that was a good one, obviously, but that was going to be published by Microsoft, and they, they threw it away for Voodoo Vince. So it's like. Alright. Like, Microsoft published Voodoo Vents. Instead of Psychonauts. Like, yeah. yeah. Bring back, I think they actually already did bring back Ty the Tasmanian Tiger for, like, Steam or something. So it's like... Uh, because everybody don't. just wanted that game. Yeah. It's like... I mean, it'll probably take, you know, take them five five dollars to make or you know to up res so and they can sucker ten people into buying it probably so it's like but why like i don't ever remember anyone asking for this to get this is like worse than phantom dust yeah at least phantom dust like had a i mean they were making a new one so that's one thing but i mean at least it had so, somewhat of a like fan base to it not like this right and it was like going into a card it was doing the card game thing, like, before there was really just a ton of them out there for for consoles, so it would have kind of been ahead of the curve in that way. This, I, whatever, I guess. I mean, I guess you can never have too many indie games to choose from, but I feel like it's just going to get lost and and all that stuff on the console there. Time for them to bring back uh, Drake of the 99 Dragons for the... Bring back that hot winner... <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm still uh, still waiting for that as well. Just start naming off random Xbox original Xbox games. We'll just start remastering those. Cell damage. Uh, they did that already. No one cared. That, yeah, no one. Absolutely nobody cared. Vigilante uh, Eight. They did that also. When it's like, I yeah. liked Vigilante Eight on the N64. At, at the time, that's the thing. Yeah, they brought it back. Like I think for the 360 era, and it's like. Why? Like, even the new Twisted Metal bombed, so why are you bringing back this thing? Yeah. It's, sometimes they just, 
I don't know who gets it in their head that goes, that one person that's making the game that goes, oh man, we need to bring back Vigilante 8. Have you seen if there's an audience for that? No, we just need to bring it back. I love that game. Okay. And they make it. No one buys it. It's like, well, we just wasted our time. Good job. Uh, the uh, Speaking of indie games, Escapist 2 is happening, and it has... It's coming for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. It now has drop-in, drop-out, both in split-screen and online, four players, uh, versus and co-op mode to try to escape the prison. There's now multi-level prisons uh, that you can open up in different ways and everything, uh, including new weapons which which have lock-on targeting and heavy and light attacks. Well, I mean, they tried to find ways to make it better, so that's a plus. I uh, I really hope that there's just a mode where, like, one of them, like, if you're in a four-player game, one of the people is the cop or the guard, and you have to hunt down your friends. That would be fun. That would be great. And you can also play as a woman in this game, so... It'll have an AO rating then for all the lesbian sex. <laughs> all, all that top, all that so top it down. It doesn't have it for all the male sex. Mm-hmm. That's I okay. Mean, no. <laughs> that, <laughs> terrible. Uh, yeah, it's, it's totally um, allowed. In the, even though the prisoners wouldn't be co-ed, you can do it in this game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean they've. Escapist wasn't that just a free game for one of the systems? Was it? I think Xbox? PlayStation. I thought it was PlayStation, but yeah, one of the two. Yeah, so if you happen to pick it up, I guess maybe you have more incentive now to play the first one since you know there's a second one coming out. So that's always a, a good thing, knowing that there's more reasons to to play the game you got for free. Uh, Overwatch now has 20 million registered users in under five months of it existing. So, or well, not existing, but it being out. I guess officially out. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty pretty big number. Uh, they have their first PVE event too, based around Halloween. I know you weren't big fan of the game when you played it, but yeah, I actually talked to Adam about that because he mentioned he was playing it, and I was like, I don't like it, and he's like, What didn't you like? I was just like, too many characters, and he was like, Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if you're coming into it cold, I guess it wouldn't be a big thing, especially if you're coming from Heroes of the Storm that also has that kind of thing, or a MOBA or anything like that. So it's a, it's a different deal, I guess, for, for everybody. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming to it from I play TF2, and this game is a prettier version of that. <laughs> right. Uh, Star Citizen, remember that game? I totally forgot that it existed. You mean that scam? (laughs) Yeah, the single player got delayed again. Uh, The first episode for the single player uh, has been delayed. And once again, you got people talking about feature creeping and all that stuff that's been going around this game. He now even released a statement saying that don't expect me to don't hold me to dates. Wait, what? That's what everybody does. Everybody holds everyone to a release date. And when there's a delay, 
You're going to get questions about it. It's just how it is. Especially I, when it's a game like this. That game, like I said before, that game will never be officially done. No, because he's doing exactly what everybody says. He keeps putting stuff in. That wasn't a part of the original pitch. <laughs> right. Because he keeps probably still getting... Well, they, they killed the stretch goals, right? Whatever no, they can't... I mean, I think they hit them all. That was the thing. I mean, the guy $100 million, so how much more can you go after that? All right, I was like, you got all this money. You can never actually officially release the game because you keep putting stuff in there. And, I mean, now you're at, you can't even bring a single player in there, which is probably a big reason for some people to play this game, and you keep delaying it. I mean, when you have well, Mark Hamill and uh, there's a couple other there's people that... There's a bunch of people in that game, like actors and stuff, so... Yeah, they, they want to play that single player, and that's... You know, the problem is the big with that thing. Uh, I think it was Chris Roberts. He did, he did Wing Commander. Uh, he did the games, obviously. And then he, I think he directed the movie. And that was bad. That Wing Commander movie is terrible. If you like it, you have you have are, have a brain disorder. Jeez, uh, that bad. But it's like he's trying to recreate. He's trying to like show up Hollywood now because he's like, oh, I got all these people in Star Citizen, like Mark Hamill and Gillian Anderson, and like a bunch. Of it's like they're doing it for a paycheck, dude. <laughs> They don't care. <laughs> like Gary Oldman's in it, for example. It's like he's he's in Call of Duty. Like he, that's not exactly a, like a big tip on his shoulder. <laughs> right, exactly. It's not like he's going around going, "Oh yeah, I was in Star Citizen." <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, Ega did talk about why he decided to delay uh, Bloodstain, Ritual of the Night. He talked about that. Something we don't hear a lot of people discuss in that, yes, because you kickstarted the game, it does make you feel like you you basically did a glorified pre-order, and you you're paying for the game to get made, whereas you're you're not paying for the game just to come out and you buy it. So you do feel like have a little bit of ownership to it, but. He feels like, well, look, just because I made this release date for this Kickstarter doesn't mean that I can't delay it. So, see, there's yeah. a di- there's a fundamental difference between him and Star Citizen thing. Like, Ega is apologetic, but he's forthright about what he's like, why he delayed it, and what's going on. And like, I I think it would come out in 2018 for sure. With Star Citizen, who knows? It's been it's been in development already for so long that who can t- even tell when it's going to come out? Yeah, exactly. It, uh, I mean, it was, it was getting kickstarted in like 2012, for God's sakes. Jeez. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the thing is, too, I think he also wants to eventually put this into the make it to where you can play it on PS4 Pro, and uh, he it, it's going to come out a different systems but the big reason why it's being delayed is because they now have a new publisher it's uh 505 games is helping them publish the game too so 
you know, their people have to get in there and figure out what's going on with the game and what their, you know, all the goals that they're going to have for how they can get to 2018 and everything else. So that's good. At least they have a publishing arm now that it will help EGA get in there and, of course, put money in there, too. And he basically said the Wii U version is is gone. <laughs> yeah, what's, what's the point of going on with the Wii U version at this point? It's yeah. It's like I think he, he meant specifically like it's the Wii version is troubled or whatever. It's like just cancel it. Like no one cares. No one no one pre-ordered that game. It was like I'm gonna only buy it on the Wii U. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Who else? Who's seriously? If you got a Wii U and you're waiting for anything that's not a Nintendo made game at this point. Uh, well, that, they're the only ones still weird. making games for it right now anyway, so they're the only people left. Yeah, exactly. But even Nintendo's that, moved it to the NX at this point. I think I did that column a few weeks ago, like top, top games to look forward to for the rest of the year. And I forget, or it's top eight games to look forward to next year, and I forgot Zelda. And I'm just like, yeah. Because who cares? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of people that probably care. I mean, sure, but it's like it's such a non-starter at this point because it's just so much riding on it that it, there's no way it can live up to any, everyone's expectations. Yeah, it's. I mean, it that's going to be hard for them to do, but hopefully for Nintendo, it does knock it out of the park, especially for it being you expect a launch game for NX. It's not going to matter for the Wii U at all. I mean, yeah. If you haven't bought a Wii U at this point, don't buy it for Legend of Zelda. Just go buy Sean's. Save the money. Yeah, go buy mine. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just save yourself the money and just put it towards the NX or whatever. Because, like we talked about before, I'm pretty sure if they're not planning on making, say, the Mario Karts and the Super Smash Brothers and all those for a while, wouldn't be surprised if they try to port them over pretty quick, and you'll get most of the big games that were on the Wii U anyway. I thought they already so. announced that, though, like, Bayonetta 2, like, it was rumored that, like, Bayonetta 2, uh, Splatoon, Smash Brothers, I don't know if Smash Brothers, but, uh, Super Mario Maker, like, I thought those were already kind of rumored to be in the NX as it is. Like, just kind of quick quick port jobs. I, I think those are rumored, but Nintendo has never come out and officially said they're they're coming. So that's what I mean, that right now, if that's the thing that people are talking about to kind of flush out the launch win- the launch window games, but Nintendo, obviously, I think they're probably doing it just to protect the fact that they don't want people in mass going to trade in their games because they're going to come to the NX too. You know, it could help releasing Super Smash Bros. Melee on the NX. Hey, why not? He would still love the crap out of that game. It's still fifty dollars. Like that annoys me because I kind of want to grab that game, but I'm not paying fifty or sixty bucks for an old GameCube game. Yeah, I agree with you. That's that's a lot of money for an older game, even though it is still great. Uh, well, heading into now the uh, entertainment part of the program, there was a New York Comic Con over the weekend. And some of this stuff wasn't announced there, but 
there is a Gears of War movie in production. And there's also a Call of Duty movie in production that kind of comes in with Activision's thing uh, that they were going to start when they bought uh, King, the people that make Candy Crush. They said they were going to make a, a movie studio type thing. And they have officially announced that with not only the Call of Duty movie, but the Skylanders Academy that comes out October 28th on Netflix. They have a trailer. It looks decent. Uh, there's actually some really good actors playing uh, some of these these characters, like Justin Long is going to be Spyro. Uh, you got Susan Sarandon in here, Norm Macdonald. That, that that's a casting mistake. They should have got Norm Macdonald as Spyro. <laughs> is Norm Macdonald uh, chaos? I couldn't tell the voice. But... I don't know. I think he's like one of the like one of the Spyro's buddies or something. Ah, okay, yeah. Um, I mean, it looked fine. It looked like Sky Skylanders. Now, if you're one of these people that's kind of new to Skylanders, this is sort of going backwards. Like, this is focusing on the first edition of Skylanders. So you're seeing a lot of the first Skylanders in this show. I mean, it makes sense. Look, look at that yeah. Pokemon anime. Like, what? try watching an episode from, like, the first season compared to an episode now. It's like, is this the same show? <laughs> well, it's still the same show. <laughs> I mean, uh, it obviously looks nicer and everything else, but the Pokemon is just, the concept never changed, so. Well, I mean, that's the thing, like, the original, like, Pokemon show only had the 150 character, like, Pokemon. Right, right. And, like, that's, like, that's kind of the analogy, like, they kept adding more and more Pokemon into the show because they, they have to kind of reasonably follow the game series. So yeah, they can't all have they have a hundred and is there over a hundred Skylanders now? Probably. Oh, there's probably more. But they can't have all those characters in Skyland like the Skylanders show at the onset. Like, give it a season or two, and they'll start introducing like Generation Two Skylanders and like Light Core Skylanders or. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that's, you know, in every season they start introducing more. I think it's also a good idea because even though they're really hard to find at this point, because obviously every year that the Skylanders have gone out, these the lesser editions go away. But No, you just Skyland- go to use Game Shop. They're right there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, uh, I mean... This game... The game store I go to, one of the, one of them, this has a, like a bin of Skylanders, and it's like, buy one get two free. <laughs> so, it's like yeah, they had uh, when I went to GameStop to pick up the Gears of War, they had uh, Disney Infinity, like the whole box for like fifteen bucks because yeah. obviously they you know they're canceling that game, but uh, and they yeah they have the Skylanders just kind of sitting there hoping people will buy them because. <laughs> You know, and the new ones will come out. I don't know how much, but this does drive interest into those older characters. So perhaps you're going to see those older characters come back and he will buy them more often, like a Spyro or a Stealth Elf or whoever, you know, and that's, uh, that, I guess that's always good for Activision. You know, you get more people buying, buying your stuff. Uh, what do you think about, uh, Call of Duty and Gears of War movie? 
I'm a little bit more interested in the Gears of War movie myself, but... It'll depend on which one of The Rock is going to star in. You think he's going to be in one of these? I think he'll be in both of these. <laughs> <laughs> he's in a lot of other things at this point. Uh, uh, no, uh, Gears obviously is a better... I, I, I think it's more conducive to a game. or Not to a movie, I should say, sorry. Um... It really depends on Call of Duty, like which Call of Duty they go for. Like if it's going to be like the, I doubt it'll be, but like the old World War II one or like, you know, the modern stuff. But the problem with Call of Duty now, it's it's like such a farce. Like, it's so, like, Gears is like that to an extent, but they, they reined it in, like, right. reasonably okay. Like, Call of Duty now is just like action scene after action scene after action scene. Like, just non-stop. It's like, what is going on? I don't even know what's and, going on in this and game. And Gears at least tries to get you interested in their characters. Yeah, like Gears yeah. has slower slower moments. Like, there's not a ton of them, and it's mostly just like walking around a base or something. But they at least try. Like, I, was, I think I was playing... when I, I think when Modern Warfare 3 came out, I had no idea who I was even playing as for half the, half the time I was playing that game. I had no clue. I just followed the big follow arrow over everyone's head and, and you know, eventually beat it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in the later games, they have tried to make you care about those main characters and obviously adding Kevin Spacey and all that in there to to advance warfare to get you to be into that. And I'm sure I, Infinite I, I Warfare actually, will do the same. I actually played Advanced Warfare recently on, P- on PS4. What'd you, uh, what'd you think? I honored my fallen comrade by pressing X, so game of the year whenever that came out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Gears movie as well. It's got, uh, I mean, who is it? Uh, Central Intelligence producer, Scott Stuber, and Planet of the Apes, uh, I guess also producer, Dylan Clark, uh, doing doing this for Universal? The, pro- the the ultimate problem is I don't think other movies will get made because they've, are, they've announced this before and nothing happened. So I think and, Gears gets made. I think if you're going to make a freaking studio, you're making something. I think that actually the real danger, or the real, not danger, but the real X factor is going to be how well that Assassin's Creed movie does. You know, if it if it makes two hundred million dollars, they'll make another. They'll, you know, hey, instead of superhero movies, we're gonna make, gonna start making video game movies. If it makes twenty million dollars, like I suspect, they're gonna go. All right, uh, can can we make another Ant Man movie now? <laughs> I think it's also just Assassin's Creed. Depending on what they do, can get a little bit too into itself. And so, if they try to start having you use the Animus and all that kind of stuff that make the story oh. really convoluted. You're going to confuse people. Oh, that's already in the movie. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, it's all about how much of that stuff are you using and, and you know, are you are you trying to make this story overly complicated like the first game was and, and then you just get people going up? Yeah, I'm not watching this. Just, it, I know it, Assassin's Creed has a lot of fans, but you're not going to have all those people watching the movie. It really does remind me of the first Assassin's Creed game, and that really turns me off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, like, 
I don't need the game to be set in like you know, 16th century Italy or whenever the hell Assassin's Creed Two took place. Like the setting is pretty incidental to like the actual, for me to like the story. It's they need to have a character who's actually interesting, and right. Assassin's Creed Two had that. Assassin's Creed Three did not, and Assassin's Creed Four had that. Right. So, and the guy like Michael Fassbender, he's like a charismatic guy and stuff, but. He looks like he's mimicking a piece of wood in almost every scene they've shown from that movie. <laughs> that's not good. That's... Well, that's how it was in the first game, though. It did feel yeah, like that's a piece the thing. of wood. It's... He had no characterization in that in that right. game. So. Uh, so how do you feel about a Portal movie? All right. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know what are you doing with a portal movie. I mean, it's like, well, I, remember that Tetris movie that was talked about a few months ago? <laughs> yeah. It's like, are you going to have Glados and? Oh, she's you know? yeah. They'll have her for sure. I mean, it it'll probably it'll probably be like four or five people get awakened in the you know in Aperture Science. They don't know who they are. GLaDOS comes up and says, each of you has a portal gun, tr- like, try to escape, or something like that. Um, and, you know, she'll be, like, the main bad guy, and she'll have the turrets and stuff, but it's like, there is no story to that game. There's some story in, in Portal 2, but it's so, like, ancillary to what you're doing that it, like, who cares? Yeah. Eh... I just are they gonna have like somebody paint use the gun and go through a wall just to say hey here's our thing for the game? <laughs> like I'm surprised they haven't made like a I'm re- legitimately surprised they're not trying to make like a Left for Dead movie. Yeah, I really am too. I'm surprised they haven't done that. I, that may be one of those things that obviously I guess if video game movies become a bigger deal. Yeah, uh, I I mean I think I don't like Left for Dead. But that has at least a hook of it's a zombie movie. Right. I mean, what, the, what the hell is Portal? Like, well, I'm going to spend f- half hour trying to figure out this puzzle sequence, and I found the cake at the end, so that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be uh, Inception Portal. <laughs> like, it's going to be some weird-ass thing. Because like, I can't imagine you're going to do anything that really... Revolves on the video game because that, that you can't make a movie out of that. Let's look at the Resident Evil movies. Well, God, uh, it's it's, bring... uh, it's amazing that they've made six of those things, and except for the second one, which is not really connected, but it had some. None of them are actually connected to the game series whatsoever. Oh, yeah, other than the characters, like. Uh, Ali Lauder's coming well, they've back had like Claire. Yeah, they've had like Claire and Chris Redfield, but they're not the, like the same characters at all. Right. They're just named that. Like yeah, Jill so Valentine. Hey. Like Jill Valentine was kind of close, but they took like the worst appearance of her from Resident Evil Three, like the most like dumb outfit she was, could possibly wear in a zombie movie, and said, "Here she is." Hey, Here. she's in that tank top and whatever miniskirt. Yep, here you go. That, that'll protect you from a zombie bite. Here's the fan service, guys. <laughs> uh, it, 
it, speaking of weird, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is now going to be a TV show. Uh, I never, I never saw the book. I, sorry, I never saw the movie. I know it's good, uh, but uh, Latter Day Jim Carrey depresses me to no end. <laughs> I don't know that he would. He might do it just because you know a lot of things are now. It's just he, as big to be on TV as it is in a movie, but he might do it now because he needs some money because he's not actually acting in movies anymore. <laughs> Very true. Um, I think the last thing. The last thing I can remember him being in is Lemony Snicket. Mm-hmm. That's the last thing of it. I think he was in something else. I can't remember right now off the top of my head. But uh, he's uh, the guy that's known for writing Chuck is apparently going to write this as well. So there's something. Uh, I, I have actually been rewatching Chuck on DVD. <laughs> hey, so that's, uh, that's a plus for you. Maybe it'll have... Uh, I don't know how – it's two different shows, obviously, but uh, the original person that wrote the film will not be involved in this, so don't expect that. The movie was great, obviously. It is one of those, like, artsy movies, though, so it's going to – they could do it as a TV show, just – I could see them running into the problem where they just – they have to do the same stuff over and over to make it go 13 episodes. So that could be an issue, but I'm interested. Just it's not something that like leaps off the page of, Hey, we're just going to start remaking movies into TV shows now. Well, sometimes it works like 12 monkeys. And then most times it does not like everything else. Remember the rush hour TV show? Yes. Oh my God. That was terrible. Ugh. Apparently, Lethal Weapon got like a full season pickup, but uh, Lethal Weapon's actually been good. I'm enjoying Lethal Weapon. Uh, d- just because you like, if you get the right people like they have, it's like it's not that hard to to do that. I mean, you know? I know it has Damon Wayans in it, but he should be playing Homie the Clown instead. <laughs> uh, that Green Ranger still wants to do his own series. He is. I think he's just really desperate at this point to. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and that, the problem now is he's all tatted up to look like a dumbass, so it's hard to, like, build a character. Like, you know, Power Rangers is nominally supposed to be about kids, and it's like, go get a, go get a you know, cover half your body in tattoos. Be like your idol. <laughs> yeah, exactly. CM Punk, him and CM Punk need to be going at it yeah, they need to they need to get their fight over with. That'll be great. I'd well, I'd pay for that honestly. <laughs> they should just do it out of USC. Just you know, I'm sure you guys can do it unsanctioned. Nobody would care. Make, make it a cage match. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Uh, the Wasp will not debut in the actual first Infinity War film. She's actually going to show up in the second one which is after the Ant-Man and Wasp movie. Uh, of course, Evangeline Lilly is going to be playing her. I'm excited to see what they do with Wasp. Uh, I've always kind of actually found her a little more interesting than Ant-Man, honestly. So, um, you know, I want to see what they do with her. And she could get her own solo movie if it does well. Sure. 
I thought she was like did like reasonably well in at the first Ant Man movie, so why not? I I wonder if they'll keep getting Michael Douglas Michael Douglas to get back in that movie though. Oh, why not? I mean I don't think he probably carries a tag with him, but I don't think he like I don't think he was like too thrilled to be in that first one. <laughs> What's he complaining? Like he t- it's not like he's doing a whole lot of anything right now. Yeah, that's true. Well, so I mentioned already that uh, you know PSVR midnight release happening now, or it's been past did, midnight already. But did you, did you see that Power Rangers trailer? I have not watched it yet. It's pretty cool oh. what they're doing that the uh, the game or whatever it is that that is. No, I meant the movie. Ah, uh, the well, the, for the movie, yeah, I've seen that trailer. The game looks horrible. <laughs> it's just cool having a Power Rangers game again, but yeah, I agree with this. They're probably going to wind up having a, a way to mess that up, I'm sure. There there have only been two good Power Rangers games. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and the SNES, and Power Rangers Fighting Battles for the SNES. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Super Nintendo game. It's still the first one? This day. Yeah. Yeah, because Capcom made it, and you know, they gave, they gave a fuck, and it like it made sense, and it didn't look cheap. Like this one looked cheap as hell. So it's like, oh, don't. Like that was a problem. I think Super Legends came out like a decade ago, and it was like the most bargain bin basement game I've ever played. And that's the thing is, they, you know, the the cheapest like. Like the cheapest developer they can find, and say make a game in six months, and we'll put it out. Yeah, it's uh, one of those things where if you took more time, maybe it would actually come out a better game. But like, say what you want about like Dragon Ball or Naruto games, but most of them at least try to have a baseline quality. Yeah, they're actually good. A lot of them don't hit it, but I mean, some people were at least trying to make like some of those Dragon Ball games good. Yeah, and like, you know, a lot of the, most of the Naruto games are at least good. Yeah. You know, so it's it's not anything where, oh, hey, we just, we've just tromped out another uh, Naruto game. No, they, they've actually been trying to, some of those were like really good, like as in they should be winning awards for best fighting game good. And uh, Dragon Ball games as well. Um, I think even going back to like, was it the first Tenkaichi or that they like they really tried to follow the story of Dragon Ball Z? Like since that one, they've just really been trying to every game after that they've been trying to make it good every time. So, well, the problem with I think it was Tenkaichi specifically was they moved to 3D, right? And then the games just get too complicated. Like Budokai Three is still the best DBZ game, honestly, because it's like 2D. And it feels like a fighting game. Right. It's not It's not overly complicated like most of them are nowadays. It's like playing Dragon Ball Z Xenoverse is like insane. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they have to move to 3D, don't they? I mean... Why? Like everybody else is doing it. You, yeah, yeah, but... Like, look at Sonic and Mario. Like, Mario made the 3D transition good. Sonic did not. <laughs> Same thing with... Uh... Or like, look, it's like Street Fighter like 5 or 4. It's like... 
those are still 2D games. Even Mortal Kombat's still a 2D game. Right, right. Like, it, it would be much better if it was just, like, a 2D game. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they should uh, go back to... We'll have to see how uh, it gets received when uh, Xenoverse 2 comes out in a couple of weeks. Uh, so I mentioned, you know, the PSVR launching, so all their games come out this week. Skylanders Imaginators comes out, the newest Skylanders game, uh, where you can create your own Skylander. Uh, the Batman... Return to Arkham, the HD collection thing comes out, finally. So it can probably be just okay, and everybody can get over it and move on. So Digital Foundry can look it over and freak out, freak everyone out. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and uh, that Mantis Burn Racing comes out. You know, I know you're a big fan of that. And yeah. I saw, <laughs> and the, I, saw the, I saw the trailer, and it nauseated me to no end. <laughs> Yeah, I can totally see what you're talking about with that, especially at the top-down view, because I hate top-down view racers. Like, I'd much rather play it in third person and see my car, and it's, like, there. Uh, and the way that the camera was, like, moving around, yeah. it's like, yeah. yeah. Like, it wasn't it wasn't stationary. It, like, followed the <laughs> car, and it's like, that doesn't, like, if it's going to be top-down, this has to be top-down. Like, don't have it also track your car, because that makes no sense then. Right. You, you got to be able to see where you're, where you're going. Uh, the Jackbox Party 3 comes out. I uh, didn't even know they were making those anymore, but that's that's cool that they're uh, still coming out with these. That Super Dimension Neptune vs. Sega Hard Girls. That just sounds wrong. Uh, well, I'm sure that's their intention. For the PS Vita, Disney Magical World 2, Battlefield 1 comes out next week. And uh, Civilization VI also comes out next week, so... Yeah. Oh, well, I think it's, like, Friday, right? Are those, are, are those on Tuesday? Uh, 21st, I think, right? So, yeah, Friday. next Friday. Yeah, next Friday, wow. Weird that they're both coming out on a Friday, but... It's nice to know that Disney canceled the Infinity Project to make Magical World 2. <laughs> yeah, man, uh... It's, it's like apparently, apparently the DS that that first one did really well though. So, you know, it's it's actually probably for that reason that those kind of games are selling a lot better than. Oh, I was I was thinking of the other one. I was thinking of Connect Disney. Oh God, it, yeah, that the the yeah. way you tour the Magical Kingdom or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah, that's that's the game I've always wanted from from Disney. Whatever. I mean, it was a good concept at first when the Connect was new and everybody was saying, "Oh God, this could be the next big deal." You know, they had that Sesame Street game from that was actually pretty decent. But uh, yeah, so some of these things just I'm still sad about Disney Infinity. Uh, agree with you on that, but. Hey, it is what it is now. Uh, but yeah, that'll do it for us this week. We'll uh, thankfully we're back on a regular day, so we should be back on the the regular Wednesday to Wednesday schedule. Uh, 
maybe one of these days Nintendo will just decide to drop the NX announcement on us. I don't know when that's going to happen. We're already into October. And still nothing other than just the rumors flying around that seem to be confirmed every time. So, yeah. Uh, until next week, everybody, enjoy your games. Make sure you check out WTMNet.com for not only our, you know, the podcasts here, but all the other podcasts. Uh, subscribe to that WTM Network on iTunes and Stitcher and, and all the YouTube and everything else. And, uh, you know, we'll have reviews up there on, on the website. We have uh, other, uh, you know, artic- wrestling articles. Just, uh, you know, with Goldberg coming back, I already have like two or three that people are sending me to have to edit. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, see you guys later, everybody. Later. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.